0: Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And this episode is brought to you by Art Snacks. Uh, thank you for the birthday wishes <laughs> from our last episode. We got some fan art.
1: We did. I love uh, fan art, especially for this show, because we're kind of an art show. So getting <laughs> fan art is even better than regular shows getting fan art. I'll, right? just, I'll say that that's the way it is, because I feel <laughs> like that's the way it is.
0: Yeah, so uh, we got from Alfie Art on Instagram, they did this amazing cross stitch of I am Achiever, please notice, and I love it so much. I'm so mad I didn't think of it. You know that great art is something like
1: you really like something when you're like, oh, I wish I made that.
0: (laughs) It's really good. It was funny too, because Tanya mentioned it in the last episode as well. So it's funny to see that that resonated with, with more than just you and me. I know. We should keep that as our
1: catchphrase. We should have it all the time. Maybe we should sign out on that and be like, I am Achiever. Please notice. Remember to make
0: and do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Achiever. You have noticed. And then uh, Audie Norman Norman, uh, posted this great sort of like side by side half face portrait. Like it's sort of like two face, but in a good way. Yeah. Uh, This portrait of the two of us uh, and recommended the podcast. And I loved it so much as well. (laughs) Like it was just like I don't know. There was I love when people, you know, capture people Mm -hmm. in like just, you know, a few strokes. It was so great.
1: I agree. I'm like, that is such a skill I I do not have. And I was even covering
0: up half with one hand and like half with the other and like checking it out. It was it was great. Yeah, no, that was awesome. And uh, we'll link uh, all of this in the show notes, of course. And uh, we're both going to be at the Atlanta Pen Show again this year. Yay. <laughs> and when this episode comes out, I will probably be like either in the air or just landing. So if you're going to be there, say hi. Uh, we are fairly friendly.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad that you're going to be there. You weren't at first and now you are. And I love just
0: getting to see you in person. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's always... Have you cleaned out your pens? Are you ready to go? What are you bringing? Uh, well, I think I'm gonna be bringing most of my pens because I think I'm probably gonna be selling off some of them Ooh. Uh, that I like don't use much uh, because I prefer to have stuff that I like not only love but use. like there are mm-hmm. a few pens that I'm gonna keep just because they're like beautiful art pieces and they make me happy just to have. But I think it's nice to also let s- some of the sometimes more rare, sometimes cool stuff pass on to someone who will love it more. Uh, Ooh, so are you
1: selling that like kind of like iridescent light one?
0: The one that I dropped? No. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, Just checking, just checking. (laughs) Uh, So we'll see if I find anything fun. Um, And we're probably going to be doing a couple's pen clean this weekend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm uh, I'm scheduled to do later this week is clean out everything because I'm bad with that. I'm really really poor. Uh, I have bad pen hygiene. But I have a whole bunch of stuff to give to the pay it forward table. I hope there's going to be one because I have a bunch of stuff that's just like, they're smaller pens that just don't feel worth selling for like the 10 bucks, you know, it's just not going to be worth it. Some notebooks and things and I'm, I'm excited to drop that off and hopefully encourage some people to Pick up new stuff. Try something new for free. Is the pay it forward table going to be there? I love that concept of having something for art supplies.
0: I think I think so. Yeah. So the pay it forward. uh, It's a group of people who like uh, collect uh, pens and notebooks and stuff and make little kits for people who are new to fountain pens, uh, both like kids and adults and anything in between. Uh, so you can try it out without having to like commit to stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure that even if the table is not there, there are a few people who are involved in it that can collect that stuff and um, hand it out at a later date.
1: I also have all of those brush pens that I said I was going to ship you. I'm totally bringing them. So leave room in your suitcase.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I actually probably will hopefully have quite a bit of room in my suitcase because I'm bringing a bunch of like pen holders and some tentacle mugs because uh, I brought some last year and sold everything. And uh, I've also like been experimenting with some shapes that will hold like two or three pens at a time. So they're not they're not just holders of like mostly pens and one display pen. They're really display cases, mm-hmm. which I think could be really cool. So it's possible that I will bring like a dress uh wash <laughs> it every day in the sink <laughs> and then just like the rest is ceramics.
1: Yeah, well, it's got to like roll them all up into like shove them all inside of all the ceramics. Just that you use it as cushioning instead, right? Yeah. Yeah, That'd exactly. Yeah, no it's it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. Is that black and white? vase making a trip down because it I will literally be... like fry-tastic, give you all the money. Like, <laughs> I love that one so much. I just might. Uh... Ooh. Well, if it's not, it's okay. I will let it go. But
0: just wanted to let you know, I love it. <laughs> You're not going to let it go. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to talk about, I I did a thing that you is kind of cool and kind of scary. I applied to an artist residency in the north of Sweden. Um, it's actually like in the middle of Sweden, but most of Sweden is very north. And it's called north. Anyway, so I'm smiling really big right now. <laughs> this is so exciting. It's, it is. It's so because I saw it and it's funny because it's um, it's this program. They have three artists residencies, like it's artist in residence. Uh, so it's for ceramics. Uh, literary writing and sound art or like sound installations, which I think is a really fun combo. (laughs) And one of my friends was like, well, just like apply to all three Uh, because you can write and then you can like sing into a jar. Um, So I saw it show up a couple of times in my feed because somebody that I know uh, works in that region and was passing it on, not specifically to me, but apparently she was thinking a little bit of me when she posted Mm it. And so what it is, is uh, it's two months and you get a sort of a lump sum stipend that you can use both for travel costs and I'm assuming also to offset any like loss of income during that time. Uh, you get room and board or partial board to get two meals a day. Um, and like it's a shared kitchen because it's it's part of like a I don't know if the if community college is the right term, but sort of like you know, small like regional community colleges, university thingies that mm-hmm. are uh, yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> and uh, you get access to. In in my case, in ceramics, you would get access to uh, a studio, which seems to have really like huge windows and a nice view over because it's out in nature uh, and some materials. uh, And you're not expected or required to like produce any specific things like any number. You don't have to produce anything finished if you don't want to. uh, But they do expect you to talk to the students at the school and like present your art and uh, art artist ship like your your stuff and possibly also present to like people in the in the region and part of me was like but that's something for artists you know (laughs) and 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 then I was like no you know what that would be really really cool because I mean it would be sad to be away from my friends and from Pontus and the cats in our house and and my bathtub but (laughs) It's not like it's it's only a few hours train ride. So I could come up and down a few times at least. And but but getting like that time to focus entirely on making and not having to be productive if I don't want to.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Getting to play, getting to like reflect a lot and being forced to reflect enough to talk about it with other people in some sort of like expert role would be really really cool i mean also scary and it'd be super imposter syndromey but i don't know it would be i'm I'm also like fully expecting to be like yay i'm gonna go up for two months i'm gonna focus just on making and pottery then i'm gonna accidentally write a book while i'm there and be like oh no i ah but, <laughs> at least you did something though so yeah.
1: applying for this i just have to ask you did our podcast have something to do with it get having bit. the confidence
0: yeah Definitely. Yeah, like just to be like, I mean, I'm just doing it for the content, obviously. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, well, there's that one. There is
1: honestly, there is that side of it. Like, I feel motivated to do certain things because I'm like, if I try this, and even if I succeed or fail, I will have something to come to you and talk to you about. Which mm-hmm. it's a fantastic, and amazing motivator and completely legitimate. And also, the talking to you in general on this show gives me confidence to do stuff. So. It is twofold, and both parts of it are legitimate. So, if the, <laughs> any of those contributed to you taking this step, I think that that is awesome, and I'm going to take some credit.
0: You absolutely, <laughs> even should. though yeah. you
1: forced me to do this show, <laughs> I'm going to take just like maybe one percent, kind of a percent,
0: maybe half, half percent, half. No, percent. no, you get like at least thirty-eight percent credit. Whoa, thirty-eight. No, <laughs> no, but just like having the discussion of like what is art who is artist what is valid and just be like no i i count i'm Mm -hmm. not you know i'm not gonna be on anybody else's list of like artists to watch out for at least for a while because i'm not there yet but i am i'm an if not always an artist then an artisan like i'm a i Mm -hmm. i i'm pretty good at my craft and I like doing it and it's the thing that you know like we keep talking about like taking yourself seriously enough and respecting yourself enough to give yourself the time and the the credit and all that stuff and this is like a a more official version of that of being like even even if I don't get it of being like well I I I respected and loved myself enough to think that I deserved it. You know, like it's Ugh, it's corny, sorry, but kind that's of gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's also like it's it's kind of like your studio in a way, just being yeah. like, this is a really tangible, not necessarily visible, but like this is this is not just like, oh, I'm gonna set up a home studio, which is super cool, and like we've talked about that, it's awesome. Oh yeah, if you have a spot in your home to even like, that's even a big leap to like, yeah, decide to
1: this spot in our my home is going to be my studio space like that committing any area, whether it's inside or outside of your home, it, it is, it just like you said that you put it perfectly where you are respecting and loving yourself enough to make this a thing in your life and make this a space in your life. And that is a giant leap. It's huge.
0: Yeah. And, and like I said, like that, that you, that you and your making deserve even if you can't make it happen, but deserve the idea of that at the very Mm -hmm. least. And I think that's really. So, yeah, that was it was very like, who am I to? And then I was like, no, this is who I am (laughs) to. I was also I was looking at some like um, grants and scholarships or not scholarships, but like grants uh, from different um, art institutions and bodies in Sweden. That was way scarier because you're supposed to or you're not supposed to. That's the thing. But they have these. Uh, input fields where you can put in like, uh, public, like public decorations you've made and like public, Mm uh, like it was just like oh these are the exhibitions that I've held and these are the the public events that I've and I was like that is not but then the thing is if you are more of an artisan or like a you make useful things, you're probably not going to have that many exhibitions. I haven't decided if I should try to apply for one yet because I feel mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I haven't achieved anything. And then I'm like, maybe you can put that in the in your application. Be like, I-, I want to achieve. I need that push. So that was a little more like, okay, I'm definitely not an artist. Um, but I also really like the idea that, that they they say like straight out, like you don't have to produce anything. That's not what this is for. This is to give like, the space to focus so like if you if you toss everything if you don't produce anything that you can show off that's still cool just like show up
1: i think that you have to start calling yourself a serious artist now i i do i do because you apply <laughs> to an artist residency like you just you did
0: it you made I know. you did it this is it's, it. it. it's nuts so you don't know anything yet no i've i've gotten a like confirmation of of my application and mm-hmm. they said that they're gonna hope to get back to everyone by like mid to late may which okay. i think is kind of funny because this is in september and october and don't worry listeners i can still record there's supposed to be <laughs> wi-fi there she <laughs> did assure me of that when she told me i about did it i earlier. did but i'm like this kind of presumes that you're very much like a either flexible unemployed or like independently wealthy artist in some ways because that's not a lot of time to plan, like your fall. What if you need to take a teaching job or whatever? But anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure the TIFF will be like the third person to find out <laughs> if I get it, <laughs> or yes. if I don't, uh, and then the podcast. No, oh. um, but yeah. So I thought that we could uh, keep talking a little bit about like residencies, art camps, uh, retreats. Mm -hmm. that kind of thing we've joked about or no it wasn't joke it's completely serious that we want to have a retreat in Iceland so is have you is this something that you've like not necessarily thought of for yourself but is this something that you've been like aware of or thought of well
1: there used to be these artists photo camps that I saw people attending back a million years ago like we're talking 2008 ish times that I was aware of them. I'm sure that they're still going now. I'm sure they're even bigger and better or different, but it was kind of like a, you went for a photo weekend, you stayed somewhere really cool, probably in nature or, you know, camping out somewhere cool in Portland or something like that. And you just took, you took photos all weekend with other people. So you had essentially other photographers who are willing to Be photographed and help you with stuff, or just collectively, I don't know, run around the woods and take pictures, right? It's basically Mm -hmm. the whole thing. And there was a brief time that I considered doing something like that. I was really young. I mean, not really young. I was in my 20s, but still, it was like a scary thing to think about just traveling with a whole group of strangers to do this because I didn't have anyone kind of in my peer group that I would be like, oh, hey, buddy, let's the two of us go do this together. And I think if I did, I might have been more inclined to go and try and do it. But the idea of doing that all on my own was way too terrifying. I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I didn't feel like I was really that great at things that I didn't want to. I couldn't push myself to be like, oh yes, I'm on the caliber with the people that I've seen attending this type of stuff. And I would just sit back and admire their pictures coming, like flowing in on Tumblr or something like that. And it was, it was more of one of those longing things that I wanted to do, but it was never, I never wanted to do it so much that I did it, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Because I feel like I'm the type of person that if I want to do something enough, I will eventually talk myself into doing it and and push to do it. I I won't wait, you know, a decade and then regret it. I it's more of if I don't do it, I don't really want to do it. But I still kind of think about that. And that was the closest I came. So when you started talking about this artist residency stuff, and we decided we wanted to make this a show topic, it started me thinking about that. And that was as close as I got. And I didn't get very close at all. Besides, you know, some little thought bugs but other than that that's that's it yeah
0: it's it's funny because when you talk about that thing of like I if if you'd had someone to go with because I often feel the same way when I want to do stuff and then I also think that I would probably have if not necessarily like a better or more fun experience but probably more like fruitful if I Mm -hmm. go alone because it it'll make me challenge myself and it'll make me do the things that are scary and like not You know, nobody there is invested in my feelings, so they will give me actual criticism, you know, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. because I think it is really like you want someone to, to not like you want someone to sort of mentally hold your hand. Uh, or someone to talk to, and and so that you can pretend that you're mingling when you're not really.
1: See, I just want someone to sit with at like the lunch table. Like that's all I want. I just want to know that I can like go sit with someone at lunch and then be like, "All right, peace out. I'll talk to you later." Like that's I need that like little grounding safety net of
0: <laughs> oh, totally. I won't be sitting
1: alone at lunch, like just in the corner.
0: It feels so sad. Yeah, and it, it's funny because those kind of because it's very much like the the two ends of the spectrum in a way because. Uh, those camps, those kind of weekends or like retreats, I mean, they cost money. And that's mm-hmm. a given and that's fine because uh, somebody is organizing. Usually like you need somewhere to stay, usually have teachers or organizers or stuff like that. And then on the other end, you have residencies where usually you get paid somehow. You either get like a grant or a stipend uh, or you get paid to be there and do the work. And the same way, like when you go to those retreats, most people are there to take in you know like to to learn to be given activities and then the Mm -hmm. residencies are where you are often expected to teach other people but they both have that thing of like okay now i'm in the bubble where where i'm encouraged and or forced to do stuff you know yeah which is which is that thing of like i'm allowed to and expected to and that's both cool and scary you know oh yeah exactly So residencies can be both like sort of short term, like this one that I've applied to. They can be a year or two years. Sometimes they're at schools. Sometimes it's like a city or a county that will have a program for different kind of artists, uh, writers, poets, painters, and potters. Like I see a lot of potters in residence in my feed for obvious reasons. And I just I, I kind of just like like the idea. It feels sort of like, I don't know, like 18th, 19th century. You know what I mean? Like having mm-hmm. ki- kind of like the, the concept of a poet laureate. Like it's it's just like a, like an artist in residence sounds so old school, I guess. Mm-hmm. I it's just like I, I feel like, oh, I'm you, I don't know, you know. I get this idea of like you sit in your little hobbit hole and then people come to you. I don't know. It's really weird. Like I just part of me. Kind of wants to do it just for like, not like the credit or like the coolness of getting to say it, but just to be like, oh, I'm I'm in my residence. Hobbit. I don't know. If this is just a weird <laughs> mental picture that I have. It, it feels like a very fancy thing to do
1: or indul- I should say indulgent thing to do because yeah. you are separating yourself from normal everyday life in order to pursue artistic endeavors. Mm-hmm. And that feels very old world, I have a patron, I'm going off to like, do my residency.
0: <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. Uh, right? Like it, it feels um, like you walden yourself away from the world at your like little cottage.
1: Yeah, it, it just it, it feels like a very extra thing that people don't often do anymore. And it has all those old world art connotations to it. And it, it puts a I think that it's kind of fun that it has all of those feelings and preconceived notions associated with it. But at the same time, it's very intimidating because you're like, am I exactly. one of those people? Am I, you know, the great poet laureate who's going off? You know, <laughs>
0: like, yeah." But- and it, that, I think like it, it made me think about as well. Like I wish there were programs like this for just like people in general, you know, like not yeah. just that it can be intimidating, but to be like, well, I, I'm not at that point. Like either you're feeling it or like, well, this is just something that I do. And obviously, this is me coming from a country that believes in, in, you know, at least sometimes giving people money to do stuff. But even like just like private organizations that would give instead of people going like when you feel either like a hobbyist or you're starting out in your career, you're probably more likely to go to more like the camp things. To Yeah, camp doesn't
1: have the weighty expectations that a residency feels like it
0: has even like a, a retreat uh, or uh, like a like a getaway course that kind of thing mm-hmm. still like it can feel indulgent but it doesn't have that like weight and the expectations that come with that uh, and I think it, I think it's super great that those options exist to be like to travel somewhere and write or knit or paint or whatever it is for a weekend or a week but I kind of wish that people would offer like here is I don't know I don't know how much it would be but just like we have a cabin here is money for food and possibly travel and maybe even to allow you to take a week off from work whatever it is you know what I mean just like yeah giving people that literal and metaphysical space to again decide that you deserve that and just like I'm gonna do very wonky cross stitch for this (laughs) week because I deserve you know what I mean and I, I wish that was something that that Existed, Well, so we came
1: to the conclusion while talking our test talking that we do here. And (laughs) we really realized within ourselves and what we're seeing from our listeners and uh, our friends that we share this podcast with, and just that some people that we use as sounding boards in our real life that the idea of calling yourself that big capital A artist is really scary. And we heard that from even when we went to someone who we think is like one of the biggest capital A artists we know, Anna, right? Like she Mm -hmm. has a career (laughs) in art and she still won't make that jump mentally, as she said, when we talked to her. And I feel like that this is not those, those mental hangups and those, Personal pitfalls of I. I can say I am artistic. I can say I'm crafty. I can say I I like art. Um, I'm an arty person. But the idea of saying I'm an artist is the is the hard one. But yeah, all of these camps and residencies and weekends, they like to use the loftier terms because mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to feel like their event and their. Weekend, their thing is more legitimate, so they're using these like big words, you know, artist residency, and and it's very very scary and intimidating, and you feel like you need to be at this like gigantic, I am capital A artist level to be attending these things. When really they're trying to attract people who are all, you know, the arty crafty ones who should be going to this. So I almost feel like that there is a. There's a mismatch here between the events that are being held and the places that are trying to draw these crafty people and the words that everyone is using and comfortable with. It's like, wouldn't you feel really cool going to a craft weekend or um, an artistic retreat or, (laughs) you know, like I feel like if you use these like softer, cushier words that people are more comfortable calling themselves in the event title. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would totally just, I would flock to Crafty Weekend. Come for Crafty (laughs) Weekend. Like I'd be like, yes, I belong here. Everyone who's going to be here is going to be at my level. I can Crafty Weekend it up with the best of them. But as soon as you say, come to this artist retreat, I'm like, like record scratch. Like I'm just backing away and going into my little hobbit hole and like leaving and like being like, I don't belong there. Uh, So it's like it's just like when you say I'm going to a craft fair. Like I feel cool going to a craft fair. I would almost feel okay selling at a craft fair. But as soon as you're like, this is an artist exposition, like I'd be like, <laughs> whoa, 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 now stop the clock. I'm backing up this train and going in the other direction back to Crafty Town because I cannot go to Artistville right now.
0: Yeah, and I think different organizers definitely vary in how clear they are on what level you should be on like some of them will be very very specific like this is you don't need this or this or this uh skill or you like this is for beginner to intermediate or this is for uh everyone you will be separated into like and, and some are just like come be inspired and you're like i have no idea will i come there and they're gonna you know spend two days showing me how to hold a paintbrush and i'm gonna be super frustrated or mm-hmm. am I going to show up and it's like, oh, everyone here is a super realistic oil painter who has exhibited at MoMA, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, I actually would love for someone to tell me how to hold a paintbrush because I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like super, <laughs> yeah. super basic. And I, I really, really appreciate in general when people make it clear, like this is who this is for. This is sort of the, I don't know, outer and inner limits of like who can and should come because then even if you're like oh god I'm not but then they say like if you want to paint more if you uh have problem with hands this is for you know what I mean like that kind of because I really appreciated that in some of both like residencies and applications that I've seen where they're clear like you don't have to be a professional artist like a professional as in you sell stuff make a living entirely off this you've exhibited uh you have decorated subway stuff that kind of thing mm-hmm. and for that matter i really appreciate also when they do say like these are our thresholds they are very very high so that i i know that i don't even have to you know waste my or their time by applying yeah and i think that's really important
1: I would totally go to hand
0: class. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh God, yes, absolutely. Do you know what's not intimidating? Hmm, let me think. Art's could next. it be <laughs>
1: Could it be a really cool, fun curated box of art supplies that gets
0: delivered directly to your door? <laughs> it is yeah because this episode of make do is brought to you by art snacks which is a wonderful way to discover new art supplies each monthly box includes four to 5 full-size premium art products to help you discover brand new tools practices and techniques Art Snacks boxes frequently include new products before they're
1: available to stores, which I know is super true because I've gotten that kind of stuff in my Art Snacks boxes before. And they sometimes get limited edition products, which you won't find anywhere else, which is also true, (laughs) which is, it's great. And I love getting those They're They feel really special, like little shiny beacons in your art supplies. And the team at Art Snacks carefully select and rigorously test each product to make sure they meet standards they know your art deserves.
0: Do you have a technique that you've tried because of something that came in a box? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, pastels
1: recently. Those came and um, this like cool, drippy ink that was just really neon colored. I really, really like that. I, that was super fun to play with. And um, some really great erasers. I I found my favorite kind of white gummy eraser that i really like from an art stacks box
0: Ooh, that's cool i like that i like you know when when you find the stuff that you don't think about adds the cool supplies you know because everyone can buy like oh more brushes more pens but then the little stuff that you don't think about like a i don't know a a retractor or i'm trying to think of (laughs) cool but like the little stuff that you don't think about or like this is a (laughs) have you seen those weird like little eraser floof sucky uppy Uh, self-walking vacuum thingy never mind keep going
1: (laughs) yes I do have some I do have one of those my son absolutely loves them but that didn't come in my art (laughs) sack box but what I love about art sacks is that they mix new cool things like crazy neon drippy ink with standard supplies like erasers and pencil sharpeners that sometimes you just didn't try it and you're
0: like wow this is actually just the best pencil sharpener that's cool ArtSnacks offers both US and international plans. So no matter where you are, you can still get creative. And there's an exclusive deal for Make Do listeners. You can get 10% off your first month with ArtSnacks if you use the code MAKEDO at checkout. So go to ArtSnacks.co to find out more. And don't forget to use the code MAKEDO to get that 10% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan. Our thanks to ArtSnacks for their support of this show and really a fun.
1: See, ArtSnacks has the right idea. I'm going to use this as a awesome transition for us because (laughs) they call it snacks right and Mm -hmm. I love that it's little snacks it's not saying like this is um I don't know like our the artist box yeah artist box I don't know, I'm trying to think of some lofty like the Da Vinci box, right? Like <laughs> you know, it's it's not making you feel like I need to be really good at using all of these supplies in order to participate in this. It's like no, it's Art Snacks. It's literally like get in there, have a little snacky snack, like just play. And I think that that's what a lot of when we're talking about residencies and camps and inspiration things um or even places where you would want to sell your stuff. I to me it feels better when it encourages playfulness as opposed to serious uh Mm -hmm. although I mean some people are looking for serious and that is also important because maybe they're all done playing and they want the serious so yeah I
0: guess it's out there for everybody yeah you can still be like think about things that feel accessible Mm -hmm. yeah because I was thinking also about sort of the the pro and con so to speak or the ups and downs uh, benefits and negatives of this kind of thing because the benefits obviously like you get that that time somewhere else where you can't like distract yourself by sorting socks uh, or doing other stuff and often there will be a better studio than you have at home unless you're extremely fortunate in which case you probably don't need a residency like the negatives might be that you might lose more money than you possibly get as a stipend or whatever it might be, depending on what it is you do. Like if you're a full-time artist, maybe you can't sell as much. Maybe it's more money. Maybe you don't have to worry about it. You're probably going to be away from other people. Um, and if it's a year or two, that could be hard, depending on if you have a partner, what that partner does. But then the one thing that I thought about that feels like both a positive and a negative is the feeling of a stamp of approval. Like we're mm-hmm. talking about like, oh, if you're a real artist, like you could, you could put it on your like CV uh, or your website that I was an artist in residence. And it's, I mean, obviously a lot of the time that's deserved because somebody decided that you were good enough and, and worthy of it. Maybe you can put it on your website that like I was ballsy enough to apply for an artist in residency. I didn't get it, but that doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? Like it, it can, you you get that sort of community stamp of approval. And I think that's can be really good, both mm-hmm. for like you personally and your career, but it could also be... I mean, sometimes I guess it could be sad if you don't get it, or maybe like you you could also need to reflect on why that feels important beyond the possible like career, because you could also get like visibility from it, like depending on where you are, it could be super visible. But I don't know, am I I making sense? Yeah, no, I I understand like the idea of
1: using the idea of going to a residency or camp experience as almost like a continued education, like little notch in your resume Mm -hmm. right
0: yeah and and also like not even like oh i did this but that like i (laughs) well i deserved this but in a different way that thing of like oh i got this award you know Mm -hmm. and maybe i'm just saying this also so that i won't get too disappointed if i don't get it but like (laughs) i'm also i can't quite decide what feels like the biggest thing for me both with this or in general like because the things that you get again like you get the time Uh, you in this case and many other cases you do get a little bit of money that can be used for materials and stuff you have probably more space and then the inspiration that comes with going somewhere else having at least some expectations on you meeting other people uh, and maybe having to talk about it and then also the context of being around sometimes other people who are also artists or uh, aspiring artists uh, students visitors and I'm not sure what would be the biggest deal for maybe I can't know that ahead of time. What do you what do you think? Like if you would you apply for like a a, a painty residence? Not I, right if, now. If, if you if you pretend that you don't have a, a small child who needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was my biggest thing. I'm like, uh,
1: that would be too much stress on my family. Uh, and I wouldn't I don't know, I just I don't like being away from my people that I love the most. Mm-hmm. Uh that gives me more anxiety than I think it would save me from doing art stuff Mm -hmm. um what if it was local like if if you're it was like a day camp and I I didn't have to go to sleep away
0: (laughs) yeah exactly but like say that your county uh had this program where like you go there and uh I don't know you stand in a warehouse you paint people come in like they bring school classes or whatever like and, and you talk a little bit about like creativity and stuff if if we're trying to make this a dream thing would that be something that you'd be interested in to be like well you have this space and they expect you to come there I don't know if you'd have to clock in um, and they expect you to also share every now and then a little bit about your work would that be be something that you that I I could (laughs) harass you into applying for?
1: I feel like that's almost like going back to school a
0: little Mm -hmm. bit, you
1: know, like just doing a pass fail kind of situation going going back to uh, and finding like an art school to go to during the week or something for continued education or anything like that. And right now in my life, that really doesn't fit in or feel like a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm ready to commit that much to it. And right now I'm having fun just going to the studio and painting however I want, whenever I want. I think that maybe when I get to a point where I feel like I want to get way better and without going to school or attending some sort of instructional classes or something like that, then I, then I think I'm going to be more open to looking and seeking those things out. A part of me wants to say like, do it early. So you are prepared, you know, like, so you're not doing this and you feel like you're doing it so late in life, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, right now for me, no, I, I can't make that jump. It's, um, it's not the right time.
0: Yeah. And I want to be clear that that's fine. Like not, not that you need me to validate you necessarily, but like, (laughs) I I feel like, and we've talked about this so many times, like there is this expectation that you, you always have to want to make some kind of jump. Yes. Like to like evolve or step up or level up or whatever you want to call it. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to want to, uh, exhibit. You don't want to have to, uh, do anything like it's it's really important. stop trying to, to monetize that. my hobby okay. exactly <laughs> and like s- stop trying to make me want to be famous or make me want to be capital G great and I think that's super important too
1: no I just like making stuff right now that makes me the happiest without the expectations without the uh, I don't yeah just expectations is the perfect word like I just I like doing stuff right now without any expectations. And the only expectations come from myself. And if my frustrations start becoming so great that I want to correct that, then I think that that's the turning point. But right now I don't, I don't have that turning point.
0: Yeah. And that's again, that's totally cool. I'm just insane. Uh (laughs) No, you're
1: at that turning point. You're at the point where like your personal expectations of yourself are pushing you over to that. Like I'm ready to do something. I'm ready to do the next thing. And I think that that's fantastic.
0: And it's funny because I feel like I have like three, like I feel like I have multiple layers of imposter syndrome where I'm like, (laughs) I wonder if I'm tricking Tiff and other people into thinking that I believe these things when maybe really (laughs) I'm not. Am I I trying to get credit for being cooler than i don't know it's fun it's kind of hilarious like my brain is like just like hey let's look at this from eight nervous angles what about a, like a camp or a retreat thing like that was a week or a weekend again let's pretend uh you have 18 ba- babysitters uh, would you uh want if to do i have that? 18
1: babysitters and if you were one of my friends came with me then yeah i would go i would do it <laughs> with a friend but more of like a let's go do this fun thing as friends together that also gives us something to do, but I would not go on my own. And it's not for fear of, of sitting alone at the lunch table. I just, I don't, I look at my time and I see what is worthy. And again, regardless of babysitters, but that doesn't feel like quite enough push. I, I don't have enough drive to do that on my own mm-hmm. just yet.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, It's so hard sometimes when when like retreats and and camps and stuff show up. Like for me, obviously, a lot of them are in, in the U.S. and not really something that I can do just sort of on a whim for a number of reasons. And... It's also hard because so many times they are pretty expensive. And I get that, again, like organizing that whole thing. And then I really, really think that instructors deserve to get some kind of fair wage because a lot of the times they don't because you have, again, that thing of like, oh, you're supposed to like be grateful just that someone thinks you're cool enough to teach at this retreat. But that does make them inaccessible for so many people, which I think mm-hmm. is really sad. Like it's really you've run the risk of like either the same type of people or sometimes literally the same group of people come to these things just for like financial reasons and practical like mm-hmm. reasons also as well of like childcare and things and i know that also a lot of the times they are fairly white like events as well which is partly because of, like, uh, class and economics and sometimes also I think they might feel kind of exclusionary because of that weird, like, cycle or, like, self-eating snake thing. Like, traditionally mostly white people have gone and then maybe you don't want to, if if traditionally maybe you don't feel super safe in completely white spaces, you don't want to go to something and then be trapped there for a week and feel really uncomfortable. And it's, it's weird, like... Part of me is like I think the people who can't afford retreats are the ones that like deserve or need the most because you probably don't have as much space or time or like mental calm to make stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's weird because, again, like I think people deserve to get paid for teaching and arranging. But then sometimes like the the numbers are just like, wow, they're like, a, I don't know like a, a big Hawaii holiday or a cruise or something. And again, I I get why that cost is there, but it's, I don't know. Well, at the same time, like, uh, yes, you could go on these big
1: giant things, but there are small local things to do uh, to kind of bring us back to the local level. Like I have drawing nights um, that I found from like meetup stuff online, like the uh, the website meetup mm-hmm. is that what it's called um I think that's where so. i just kind of like ran into them and there are tons of groups on there that have this great level of diversity because of the cities that they are taking place in or just because they aren't expensive it's like really an uh you know to go and draw for like 3 hours in an evening um with a live model it will be um 20 which isn't so bad we, uh, to hunt for like the whole group and um I'm sure like a lot of these groups too would have plans or abilities for like if you couldn't do that, like discussing with the group directors um a way to to get in and participate with without paying or paying a little bit less because I think that everyone in an artist community, especially like that, is interested in getting more people around, so mm-hmm. I feel safer in like those smaller little groups group things where I can go for two hours in an evening you know and and that's like a nice like get your feet wet start out this and and if you love that and you're going every single week and you can't stop going then it's like feels like it's time to look into a little weekend and then (laughs) it's time to look into you know a week-long thing and then it's time to look into a residency like I feel like this you can feel that your path, it, it leads you into these kind of programs based on how hungry you are for them. And I don't think that going to the program is an indication of, uh, I should say like, like you're ready, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. ready. You've, done a whole bunch of this stuff you've worked in co-working spaces you've taken the classes like you've sold at the market like you've done all these things you've consumed them all because you're hungry for it and now you're moving on to this big bold and beautiful residency that you applied for and i i can't wait to find out how this goes for you
0: Uh, (laughs) i I love that you're so like positive i'm glad (laughs) for the reminder that yes there are places that are like more accessible and more like I want to try this like a little sampler platter of different things yeah
1: and I just want to say like for people out there who feel like oh wow I would never get to a residency like that seems so like that's how I feel that's where I'm coming from or who think like that seems so expensive and out of reach and I would love to do that but I just can't it's like there are I feel like you can find a path to like get your way there like find your way there through smaller steps. I mm-hmm. I would hope anyway, that's kind of where I see these kind of things going. You go to something small and like local, you meet somebody that, that person, you know, turns you on to something else over here. And, and I feel like there are programs and there are scholarships and there's different ways to get into these programs in order to advance yourself artistically. If that's the path that you want to take and that is appealing to you to like have that, um, th- those places that you can actually go to to advance your your art and your work
0: yeah and i mean you you can do little like build your own little tiny fake residency like maybe i don't know swap apartments with someone else for a weekend Mm -hmm. and then you paint in there uh or if you know someone that has like a a shed that you can borrow or something or or uh go to you know, There's like- co-working art spaces that like you rent basically by the hour, you know, so they're
1: they're out there. You just have to kind of have to dig for them and thank God for the internet, right? Like <laughs> the internet shows you where all of these things are. Otherwise, it would be so difficult to find.
0: Yeah, I, uh, a couple of years ago, it was like five years ago. uh I applied for from the Swedish writers organization they have these little scholarships where you like get travel fare and a little bit of, of money for food and then they have like these little apartments in, in different parts of Europe uh, and I applied for one in Athens and then I didn't get it and then it turned out that a friend of mine uh, his family is from Greece and they had an apartment in Athens that he let me borrow and like I found some really cheap flights so I went there and wrote and I like made That's my awesome. own residency ate a bunch of like feta and grilled cheese sandwiches for like 10 days and it it was awesome. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone can do that kind of thing, but there's often things that you can do to like, you sort of pretend or see like, okay, so if I, if I were allowed to do nothing but paint or knit or cross stitch for two days, how would that feel? Is that something I want to do? Because it is possible, like if I get this residency and then I go there and I'm like, oh my God, no, I need to be able to also, it's kind of telling that I can't think of anything that I would (laughs) rather do. See, Um, (laughs) then you know, you know, it's right. (laughs) So I think yeah like you can you can find you you can fake uh, not all not everyone but you could probably like try it like a tiny thing like okay if I was going to if I had no distractions for a day maybe mm-hmm. you could try that. And that concludes the positivity hour. Would you I'm <laughs> like would you say you would be able to go make and do? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And you you make do with what you have. Well, yeah, that that
1: concludes our hour of positivity. Um, <laughs> was it positive? Yeah, I think we were pretty positive today. I think that was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Our show notes are relay.fm slash make do, and we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And that's where you can find a lot of the posts of all of these awesome fan art things that we've been getting and just stuff that inspires us and all kinds of fun things. We don't post a ton. So it, we are a good follow. Anyway, <laughs> you can go find us individually at Tiff Arment. I post too much and at Julia Scott. S K O T T. She doesn't post enough. And if you want to write (laughs) a review, actually, you do post. uh, You post a good amount. I just always want to see more of your pottery.
0: (laughs) And if you want, I can send you tons of DMs if you want.
1: Oh, cool, cool. Loves it. All right. And if you want to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts or where you get your podcast, that helps other people find us. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do, because you deserve to.